the spirit world is activated, it's voice activated. Just like you spoke in the natural to the attorney, all the things have belonged to you. You have to speak in the spirit realm. Jesus was wounded for my transgressions. and He was bruised for my guilt and my iniquities. And the chastisement of my peace was laid on him. And with his stripes I am healed. Oh, yes, I am Satan. So take your bag of sickness and your, your diabetes and all of this stuff and your coronavirus and everything you've been trying to afflict me with and get up and get out of here because I am not under bondage of sickness and disease anymore and I'm telling you my body is off limits to you Jesus is my attorney and he's in heaven making intercessions for me right now at the right hand of the Father are you listening to me child of God this is how you fight in the spirit good morning to everybody and welcome to healing school today let's pray Amen. and we'll get and get started Father thank you we praise you in the name of Jesus now as we look to you and we believe you today in Jesus name Something good is going to happen to these people today. Father, your arm is outstretched to them. You are believing for them. You are believing with them. And you seek Jesus to help us to receive what you have for us. And we thank you and we praise you for it. The lights come on today. We'll be able to see what we could not see before. We'll know what we didn't know before and we'll act on it and be healed. And we thank you for it now, in Jesus' name, amen. All right, amen. good morning, Prophet. Good morning, Apostle. We are still talking about everybody, Christ the healer. Now, we went over this last week, last Saturday. I saw some things that we did not touch, it is so important in healing school. I mean, it is vitally important. So let's get over there and take a look at what's going on here. Because I can tell you, grab your pen and paper and get ready to take some good notes. And I also want to remind everybody, you can go to the podcast and hear every healing school teaching. Is right there in the podcast. And you know what? That one is free. Isn't that something? The Bible says, yeah. so then faith cometh by hearing, hearing by the word of God. So again, go to the podcast. You can go to LarryOtheMinisters.com and right there on the homepage, put your mouse over media and you will see podcasts. Click on any message you want to hear from Healing School. That's why we have it there. Amen. Amen. All right. Uh, Prophet? Okay. What I'll do is, Apostle, is open up with our uh, foundation scriptures in Isaiah 53, 1 Peter 2.24, and Matthew chapter 8, okay? Very good. Isaiah 53, these are our foundation scriptures. Good morning, everyone, and welcome again, as Apostles already said, to Healing School. These are our foundation scriptures for uh, this topic, Healing in Redemption. Isaiah 53, we're going to read there verses 3 and 5, 1 Peter 2 and 24, and then we're going to look at Matthew 8, 16 and 17. Isaiah 53 says, Surely... He had borne our sicknesses 
and carried our diseases. Yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. He was smitten with our diseases. He was wounded with our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes, you and I are healed. Yes. First Peter 2.24 says, Who his own self bear our sins in his own body on the tree, that we, you and I, having died to our sins, might live unto righteousness, by whose stripes you and I were healed. Mm -hmm. And then Matthew, finally, 8, Matthew 8, verses 16 through 17 says, that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet, saying, himself took our infirmities and bare our sicknesses. I'm going to read, stop right there, that's verse 16. Himself took yours and mine, our sicknesses, and he bare those things, those diseases in his own body. Praise yes. God. That's right. My Lord, Channel Apostle, where we want to start. It's Second Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 17. All right. Second Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 17 says, Wherefore, if any man is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old things are passed away. Behold, they are become new. But all things are of God, who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave unto us the ministry of reconciliation. Keep going. There is a complete recreation and a complete reconciliation. If God has recreated us, we are not under bondage to the things of the old creation. Now that's where if a man Go ahead. If a, man, if a man has been recreated, it is God's own work. He did it through the Holy Spirit and his own word. Mm-hmm. Now, Matthew this, 8, go, go ahead. This is what I want to see. He's not in bondage to what? He's not, He's not in bondage of things of the old creation. Now watch this here. Pay attention to words. Notice the words here. New creation, new creature, new creation. Old creation. You see it? He's not in bondage to the things in the old creation. Now, we started out with Second Corinthians 5.17. Therefore, if any man, any woman, any person, beware in Christ. 
What are they? They are a new creation. Old things are what? Passed away. And all things are become new. Now, I trust that you are taking notes. And I want you to write this down. The scripture is 1 Corinthians chapter 15 and verse 22. 1 Corinthians chapter 15 and verse 22. And it tells you that in Adam all died. But in Christ all were made alive. Now what is he talking about here? This is healing school, right? Sin, sickness, disease, all the stuff came in when Adam and Mrs. Adam sinned. It ushered in, it brought in all sickness and all disease. Before that, there was no sickness and no disease. So in Adam, this is why you got to be born again. And if you stay in Adam, you stay with sickness and disease. Are you listening to me? You keep sickness and disease. You keep the sin nature. That's what's going that's what's happening. You get to look forward to nothing but death. But when you are in Christ Jesus, watch this, you are a new creature. You are not any longer subject, watch it now, to bondage. That's what religio, religio means. We get our word religion from. It means back to bondage. Did you know that? That's what it means. Back to bondage. But look at what it said here. You are no longer under the bondage. When you get in Christ Jesus, when you come to Jesus and receive him, watch this word, as Savior, and some people stop right there. No, he's more than that. He's your Lord. What does that mean, Brother Elder? He's the boss. And the Bible say he is the Savior of the body. Are you catching it? If God wanted you sick, all he had to do was not send Jesus to save us. And we would have all stayed sick and died. Because we were in Adam. See, again, 1 Corinthians 15 and verse 22, in Adam, all died. In Christ, all were made alive. In Adam, every disease known to man. You see it? But when you come to Christ, you are in Christ Jesus, 
Old things are what? Passed away. Old things are what? Passed away. This is why I keep saying, and I'm going to say it again this morning. It is illegal for you to be sick. It is illegal because you are not under the law. You are under grace. I want to say that again. You are not under the law. You are under grace. You are not subject to bondage. That's under the law. But you're under grace. Yeah. Okay, prophet. Man, that's powerful. Under grace. <clears throat> Amen. Yes. You 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 are not <clears throat> under the bondage of the law. Sickness, sin, disease. I could even say, because it's right there in the scripture. It is illegal for you to be broke. Mm. Because Jesus, who was rich, became poor so you and I can be rich. Because he didn't want us under the bondage of none of that stuff under the law. Are you listening to me? In Absolutely. verse, uh, first Corinthians chapter three and verse 21, he said, all things are yours. How many? All of it. What's left after mm-hmm. all? None. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Folks, you got to see this. You mm-hmm. are not supposed to be under the bondage mm-hmm. to sickness and disease of nothing. Tell that sickness mm-hmm. and that disease, you know what? I have found out the truth. And the truth that I received has made me free. Therefore, arthritis, you got to go. High blood pressure, you got to go. COVID-19 and all these other variants, you bet not come near me. Are you listening to me? And whatever your diagnosis is, it doesn't matter. Jesus took you from underneath the bondage of all of it. You are free today. Now, the prison doors of sickness and disease are open. Why are you still inside? Okay, Prophet. Okay, Prophet. Or did I lose her? Oh, I've seen to have lost her. She'll be back. Now listen. Again. You can come out of bondage. Oh, yes, you can. You can come out of bondage today. How do I do that, Brother Elder? If you are not born again, you know what I would do if I were you? I'd get born again right now today. See, when you are born again, you are born from above. 
you are born anew. The Bible says, old things are what? Passed away. All the things that was under Adam passed away. Now again, in, in, in Adam, all died. Are you listening to me? But in Christ, in Christ, not out of Christ, in Christ, all, not some, all were made alive. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yes. Can you hear me now? I can hear you now. Thank you, you so much. Muted, but I, but yeah, okay, I didn't there. see you at the bottom there. Okay. Now, so when you are in Christ, God sent his son to take you from, from underneath the bondage, to take you out of the bondage mm. of mm. sin, sickness, and disease, and poverty. Those things no longer have a claim on you. Okay, prophet. Yeah, praise God. Well, yeah, I like that. You were talking about we're not under under bondage. We're under grace. I think that's powerful. That's right. But yes. I think the problem with that, Apostle, is are we aware of that? That's the thing. And for that reason, our ministry has been birthed. And that is to bring awareness to what God's word really means for us, the believer, the receiver of what Jesus did. All of this mm -hmm. is powerful. It's, it's okay. It's nice in its place when we read. But are we aware of what we really inherited? When a person leaves this earth and they leave an inheritance, and there's always a reading of the will. Mm -hmm. And they make sure that everyone who is a recipient is present, if possible, so they can what claim their inheritance. Well, yes. it, I see, I see this, you know, in that way, in that light. When we looked at uh, the scriptures this morning, our opening scriptures in First Peter two twenty four and uh, Isaiah fifty three five, we know those verses so. I mean, we roll those off the tip of our tongue. We know that. We can quote it. Surely he had borne our sickness. He carried our diseases. He awaited a steam and stricken, smitten of God and afflicted. We all know that. First Peter 2.24, who his own self bear our sins in his own body on the tree, that we being dead to sin should live unto righteousness by whose stripes, watch this verb, we were healed. We can quote that. But how many yeah. of us actually possess, how many of us actually, uh, walk in that in our lives, that we were here. You see, when sicknesses come, because we are, have not been trained properly how to uh, acquire, walk in what Jesus did for us, we settle for the fact when sicknesses come and attack our body, because we are not aware that we have an adversary, who is still walking in the earth, uh, trying to afflict us and make us live under that old bondage that you just talked about, talk, spoke about so beautifully, that we are, are no longer under that bondage, but under grace, uh -huh. we accept that. 
as That's being right. the norm. This is the norm, you know, because, you know, this is, you know, my mother had this, my father had it, my great-grandmother had it, my great-great-great-great-grand, and we accept that because our forefathers may not have been as astute about what belonged to us spiritually as we are today. We go on and we, we you know, we follow suit. We just accept. We get into that acceptance mode, but we don't have to live there. No. We shouldn't even be satisfied with that. We should be, we should become very dogmatic about the fact Jesus Christ was wounded for me. He took my sicknesses and my diseases and all of these things that I was living under, under the old covenant. He took those things and Trent, the Bible says, when we talk about redemption, he said, let the redeemed of the Lord do what? Say so. And when we understand, when we start getting into spiritual training like we're doing now, we begin to understand how these things are actually transmitted, how we are actually, how the, what the implementation of it is, how we begin to, uh, get ourselves under walking under, seeing the revelation of it, of what Mm -hmm. Jesus did. We don't, we're not quite sure of how to do that. And this is what we're talking about this morning. And, and what is it? We must say, the word of God says, you and I must begin to say in the face of all adversity. We must begin to demand what belongs to us. Let's go back to the natural. If you've just come from the reading of the will and you've been told you inherited a million dollars and you know, your account has been set up. You're not going to just settle for the fact that somebody in that bank telling you, well, you know, they didn't really give it to you. It, it doesn't belong to you. You know, you're not going to settle for that. You're going to fight. That's right. You're going to hire attorneys. You're going to stand up for what you know belongs to you, what your ancestors left you, your grandmother, grandfather, whatever, because that's the reading of the will. You were told it is, it was yours. You have a copy of the will in your hand. So you're fighting now. You have attorneys. You have lawyers. You, you have legal repu- representation against that bank because that bank is fraudulent. They're trying to hold back your money. You're, so in the natural, we know how to do that. But how many of us know how to fight in the spirit for what belongs to us? Yeah. Is what I'm talking about. That's, That's right. what that means when it says you're no longer under bondage, you're under grace. That's what it means when it says, when we look at First Peter 2.24. That's what it means. Yes, it was given to you. Yes, you were delivered from the authority of darkness. Yes, Jesus took place, changed places with you. Yes, he did. He said, I'm going to take it on myself. I'm going to bear it in my own body so you don't have to bear it. But that doesn't stop Satan from trying to steal. You see, in the natural, there's a thief. The bank is the thief in the natural. We found that out. But where's the thief in the spirit? It's Satan. Yeah. And he's every day trying to steal what belongs, spiritually belongs to us. But until we become spiritual giants, until we become spiritually awakened, As we Mm -hmm. are in the natural, we know how to get an attorney to fight for us. But do you know how to get an attorney to fight for you in the spirit realm? That's what this ministry is all about. You need to know how to get representation for you in the spirit realm to claim. 
Everybody say claim. You must know how to claim what belongs to you. Yeah. And it doesn't seem as easy in the spirit because we have not been trained along those lines. But that's what we're talking about this morning. You have to claim what belongs to you. You have to get your faith working. You have to be as dogmatic about getting an attorney in the natural as you are in the spirit world as you are getting an attorney in the natural. You have to be as dogmatic about it. Well, who is your attorney in the in the spirit realm? It's the word mm-hmm. of God. It is the word of God. You have to become so, I mean, your faith has to grow so big in the spirit realm that you call on the word of God. You say, Father, thank you. Jesus did this and Jesus did that and Jesus did Are you listening to me? Yeah. And I'm not going to let go of my healing. I no, no, no. I'm not going to do it. It's, it's, it's in your mouth. The spirit world is activated. It's voice activated. Just like you spoke in the natural to the attorney, all the things have belonged to you. You have to speak in the spirit realm. Jesus was wounded for my transgressions. He was bruised for my guilt and my iniquity. And the chastisement of my peace was laid on him. And with his stripes I am healed. Oh, yes, I am Satan. So take your bag of sickness and your your diabetes and all of this stuff and your coronavirus and everything you've been trying to afflict me with and get up and get out of here. Because I am not under bondage of sickness and disease anymore. And I'm telling you, my body is off limits to you. Jesus is my attorney and he's in heaven making intercessions for me right now at the right hand of the Father. Are you listening to me, child of God? This is how you fight in the spirit. That's right. This is how you fight. We fight with the words of God, with the very word that he's given us. That's how Jesus fought. He fought with his word. Look at Matthew. We just, we looked at it. Matthew 16. What did it say? We just looked at that. Look at it again. He healed all that were sick with his word. That it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by, said the prophet saying, himself took our infirmities and bare our diseases. Praise God. He did it. That's right. He did it with his word. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. Yeah. It says yeah. when the mor- when the evening was come, in Matthew chapter 8, verse 16, when the evening was come, they brought unto him many that were what? Possessed with devils. Yes. And many that were sick. And he cast the devils out of them with his word. You have yes. to cast sickness out of your body with the word of God. It's not your word. Because our words, our words are like, oh, I'm, I'm feeling so bad. And and I'm not mocking you because I do it myself. Oh, this pain in my back. You know, I'm having problems standing. I can't hold. But those are our words because we, we then we resort to our feelings. The child of God, you have to remember, yes, your emotions and your feelings are real because God gave you those. But when you're mm-hmm. fighting in this war, in this mm-hmm. army for your healing, you don't quote what you feel. Remember, we don't walk by sight. We don't walk by what we feel. We don't walk by what we No, you walk by faith. And the faith, your faith should be rooted and grounded in with the word of God. So you get up every morning, you tell your body, Jesus was wounded for my sickness. We was wounded. He was bruised for me. The chastisement of my peace was upon him. And with the stripes that wounded him, I am healed. Now, body, you line up with that word. And you stand there all day. 
you stay in there. You don't move. It doesn't matter how you feel. Um, well, I didn't want to put it like that, but I wanted to say, you know, you don't walk by what you feel. That's right. You don't say yeah. all day long how you feel. Because if you keep saying how you feel, you're going to keep feeling what you say. Oh, come That's on. Let me say that again. If you good. keep saying how you feel, I'm, I'm sick and I don't feel good. If you keep saying that, Mark 11 tells us you're going to have what you're saying. All right. Yeah. Look at Mark 11. You, I don't, you go, you go over there and I'm going to quote it for you. What does it say? Mark 11. 23 says, whosoever shall say unto this mountain. What is the mountain? The mountain the is the problem. That's whosoever right. shall say to this mountain, be thou removed. So now I'm speaking to high blood pressure. Now I'm saying high blood pressure, you are the mountain. I'm telling you to be removed. What else does it say? And be cast into the sea. What else does it say? And doubt not in your heart, but believe. You see it? But believe those things that you're saying at that moment, not after you see or feel better. No, at that moment, who shall say whatever you're saying at that moment, if you believe it, what does the end of that verse say? You will have whatever it is you are saying. That's Child right. God, are you, are you reading that? That's what it's saying. That's the Bible. This is not Larry and Helen. Older. This is Mark eleven twenty three. Mm-hmm. And doubt not in your heart, but believe when you're speaking in that mirror to your body and telling it what it's going to do. I'm telling you, you just go on in faith and you're not going to know at what point during the day that that thing is going to leave you because it has to obey the word of God that came out of your mouth. Yes. <clears throat> this is how we get an attorney and fight in the spirit realm. You see it? Yes. You have to become very, very convinced, totally persuaded that the way you fight in the natural, we go get natural men and women to represent us in the, in the, in the physical realm. We, we go and hire them because we believe we, we own something and we're not going to let somebody just steal it. Well, you have to get like that in the spirit realm. You got to believe that you own what Jesus did die to provide for you. You have to believe uh, that you own it. You yes. have to believe that healing is yours. You have to believe that you've been delivered from the powers of and the bondage of darkness. You have to believe that you've been translated out of the darkness into the light of his dear son. You have to believe those scriptures. That's what Mark 11 said. But what, what happens with us, we believe it when we see it. Now I'm going to say that again. That's a whole other concept. What happens with us, is we believe things when we see them. Yes. But if you go back and examine, go back and examine Mark eleven twenty three. that is not what Mark eleven twenty three said. Mark eleven twenty three did not tell you that when you see it, you're going to believe it. No, it didn't tell you that. No. Pull it up. Look at it. It says, Whosoever shall say to this mountain, be thou removed, be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe, watch this, those things that he says shall come to pass. You see? See, shall mm -hmm. come to pass. 
So he's telling you, if you believe it right now, before it comes to pass, that's how you're going to have what you say. Yes. And the next verse goes on to tell you this, just what we just said. What does it say? It says, therefore, I say unto you, what things shall be you desire when you pray? See, not after you pray. Therefore, I tell you the things you desire when you pray. That's good. The things you say when you pray, you'll have them. But what mm -hmm. we try to do is we try to believe it when we see it. No, God said, no, believe it right now. Believe it right now. You just spoke it. Believe it right now. See, that's what faith is. Faith stands in the place of whatever it is you believe in God for until it manifests. But the world says, the world operates like Thomas. You remember what Thomas said? He said, I would not believe. I'm not going to believe until I see the Lord myself. All of the disciples went and said that they had seen the Lord and that he was risen. And he said, I will not believe it until yes. I see it. Well, what did Jesus say to Thomas when he appeared? He said, Thomas, come. You said you want to thrust your hand in my side. Go ahead. Put your hand in my side. Put your hand in the holes. Put your fingers in the holes in my hand. That's and right. then when he did that, when he did that, he said, oh, my Lord and my God. Now he believes, yeah. you see, because he's seen something. And what did Jesus reply? He said, Thomas, because you have seen me, you believe. Yeah. Oh, but blessed are those who have not seen with their natural eyes, but yet they believe. That's right. Child of God, you don't have to wait to see your natural sickness. You don't have to wait to see the symptoms disappear out of your body. Your job is to believe the, the written word of God that you have in your hand right there before you this day. Your job, that's all you have to do. That's all he asks you to do. He didn't ask you to go out and get it. He didn't ask you to go and die for anything. He just asked you to believe. Can you believe? Praise God. I preached a whole message one time on what do you believe? Yeah, I remember that. You, you need to begin to examine what you believe, child of God. Because when you really act in faith and you believe that you're healed, your body will line up with the words that are coming Absolutely. out of your mouth. Praise your God. body will line. This is still healing school. Absolutely. We know how to fight in the natural, but do we know how to fight in the spirit realm? Until you learn how to fight and stand up and tell Satan to take his hands off of your body. If you, yeah. uh, you're not gonna, if you're not willing to do that, don't even attempt it because you know what? Satan knows when you are in fight and when you're not. That's right. I wouldn't even encourage you to make a fake confession until you are completely what? Convinced. The Bible says Abraham was fully persuaded. Huh? Abraham yes. was fully persuaded, right, Apostle? That's right. He was fully persuaded that whatever God had promised, he was what? He was able, able to do to it. Perform. Yes. He was able. Abraham was, the Bible says he was fully persuaded. Go and read that over in the book of Mark, chapter 4. He was fully persuaded that whatever God had promised, he was able to perform it. And the Bible says, because he was fully persuaded, watch this, it was what? Imputed to him for what? For righteousness sake. Yes. 
Are you That's fully right. persuaded that that what Jesus died on the cross to provide for you, that you are actually walking in it today? Oh, I don't mean that it's yours. Just like the money. The money could be still sitting in that bank account over there, and it's still yours. But have you fought to get a hold of that money? Have you fought to bring that money into your life? Mm-hmm. Have you fought to, to, to bring that money to the rightful place where your ancestors intended to go and you are now living off that money, your family is living off that money, all your bills are paid, all your financial needs are met, uh, have you done what your due diligence was to bring that money into your life? Yes, you did. But now in the spirit realm, have you done everything you were supposed to do to make sure what Jesus died to provide for you that you're walking in it today? That it's being applied to your life? That's good. That that you are benefiting from what he died to provide. I heard a great man of God said, I will not live one more day in this world doing without what Jesus died to provide for me. Yes. I'm gonna say that again. He said, I made up a I made a decision that I'm not gonna live one more day going without in my life. Where Jesus died to provide for me. He died for each of us. He died for you. He died for me. <clears throat> yes, he did. <laughs> mm-hmm. and, and what did he provide for us at his birth? See, at his death. See, that's one of the things that this ministry was resurrected to highlight. Thank God for churches who talk about salvation. Because truly, that's what he died to provide. That's one. You know, you ask the person, what did Jesus, what came through the cross? What, 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 what are all the attributes that came through the cross when Jesus died? You know, and thank God for the churches that highlight salvation because salvation truly was one of, one of the, the, the benefits in that package. But how many churches you find talk about healing came through the cross? No, mm-hmm. you're not going to find that too much. Well, here's what he died to provide. Apostle, why don't you tell us? Why don't you tell us those three things? Because I'm telling you, it all belongs to us. He redeemed you from poverty. Come on, that's number one. He redeemed you from sickness. That's number two. And he redeemed you from spiritual death. Spiritual death, that's salvation. You see, but all we talk about is salvation in the church. Thank Thank God for salvation. And we believe that. Oh, my God, do we believe it. You walk up to the pulpit, you get saved or at home or at the church on the street corners or wherever, laying in the bed. You can get saved anywhere you open your mouth. The Bible tells us in in Romans, it tells us, you know, that if you confess the Lord Jesus, you believe with your heart that God did raise him from the dead, you are saved. That's the process of salvation. Glory to Jesus. Right? And many yeah. of us have taken, have gone through that process. And, and watch this. Once you, once you do that, my Lord, you don't feel any different. There's a song, why, you know, I look at my hands and they look new. I look at my feet. They did too. No, they didn't. No, no. they did not. No, no, no. Nothing looked new. You know where that transformation occurred? It occurred in your spirit. Yes. In your spirit. 
he took up residency in your spirit. The day you opened your mouth and asked Jesus to come in and be your Lord, he entered into you just as sure as you are listening to us this morning on this healing school in this on this line. Sure he did, because he promised he would. For all who call on me, he said, I will in no wise what reject. You open your heart and let Jesus in, he's coming in. And you know what? You don't have to go around trying to prove that to anybody. You know what? You left wherever that spot was where you received Jesus. You left there believing that you are now saved. That's right. Anybody ask you down the line, you say, oh, of course. Back in what? 1934, I got saved. Child, girl, I've been saved so long. Honey, child, let me tell you. Oh, and you could tell them. You could tell them right where you were. You could tell them. What age you were. You could tell them where you, and you believe that. But watch this. Watch this. Just like he died to provide your salvation, healing came through the cross as well. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But how many churches teach you that? You know what most of them teach you? Healing went out with the apostles. (laughs) And because you've been taught that, you believe that. Yeah. Oh, I'm preaching better than you're saying amen, but it's the truth. And because you haven't been taught that, because you haven't been taught that, you don't know that. And what you don't know, you can't believe, you can't have faith for it. That's right. But child of God, when Jesus died on that cross, I'm telling you, he died not just so you could be saved and go to heaven one day. But he took that sickness. The Bible tells us that, right? Then go and read first. Get, get, get Isaiah 53, 5, so rooted and grounded in your spirit. Get First Peter 2, 24, so rooted and grounded, and watch what happens. You're going to believe it. And that's why we say don't make fake confessions until you are fully persuaded. Just like you're fully persuaded that you're saved, you have to be fully persuaded that you're healed as well. Because, see, when you're fully persuaded you're healed, you're going to knock Satan out cold with the words of God. You're going to come after him, and you know what? He's going to be afraid of you, and he should be. The Scriptures tells us that Satan should be fleeing from us, and many of us try to make him flee. But you know what? We only do a a, we we quote the bottom half of that Scripture. Listen to what the top half says. It says, submit yourselves to God. Then you can resist the devil. Mm-hmm. And then he will flee from you. That's Did right. you hear me? You have That's to right. submit. When, you, when, it, when the scripture says, submit yourself to God, you know what that means? Submit yourself to his word. That's right. Oh, come on, somebody. You got That's to good. take the scriptures. You got to take all of the scriptures, not some of them. See, when you submit yourself to 1 Peter 2.24, when you submit yourself to Isaiah 53.5, when you submit yourself to Matthew 8 and 16, when you submit yourself to uh, Psalms 107 and 20, I mean, the list goes on and on. When you submit yourself to Proverbs, you know, 4, where he says, I incline my ears to your sayings. I let not let your eye, my your words depart from my eyes. I, I, I put it in my heart, but for, for your words are life to me. Tell an elder that find them and help. Come on, help to yes. all my flesh. Yes. When you begin to submit something, these kinds of scriptures to your spirit, child of God, 
they will become real to you just as real as your salvation is real to you. Why would you why would you go and put more emphasis on Romans 10, 9 and 10 that show you how to get saved than you put more emphasis on the scriptures that tell you how to get healed? Where's the distinction? Why do you make a difference in them? Mm -hmm. You know why? Because you haven't been taught. Mm -hmm. You've been led to believe what man wants us to believe. That's why in this ministry, we say to you, if we cannot find it in the scriptures, we don't even want to talk about it. That's right. We're not going to tell you what our beliefs are, what our feelings are. Like people say, what are you, a Republican or a Democrat? I don't want to discuss that with you. I yeah. want to discuss what thus said the Lord God Almighty. <laughs> That's what we want mm-hmm. to talk about. <laughs> mm-hmm. Because if you don't have scripture, why, 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 why should I believe something that is not documented in the, in the Bible for me to believe? Why, why should I believe something like that? The problem Mm -hmm. has been, we've been fed the opinion of other people and not what thus say the Lord. Child of God, there's so much in the word of God about your healing. It's like what Apostle said, we don't have to pray and beg God for healing. And no, you no. know what we do when we do that? When we do that, I can, you know, uh, this is not scripture. This is Helen Elder. I'm just believing that God is saying, why are they constantly asking me for something I've already given them? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. It's just you like a child. Your, your child come to you and say, mommy, can I have a dollar? Or, Dad, can I have uh, $20? I'd like to go out, you know, take my girlfriend to the movies or something. like. Oh, whatever. But your kid, your child, asks you for whatever. The little one, can I have a quarter? Whatever. And you take that piece of money and give it to that child. They're standing there with their hands out, and they're going to take it. You put it in their hand. They receive it, and they say thank you. And they go and do whatever they're going to do. The babies go buy ice cream, whatever. The teenagers go to the movies. The young girls go shopping mall. Whatever. You've given them the money, and they take it, and they say thank you. Well, guess what? Imagine this. You're standing there asking Jesus to heal you this morning. Mm-hmm. And you have your hand out. And he freely gives it. The Bible says to all who ask, I freely give mm-hmm. And he's saying, here, my daughter, here, my son, here, my daughter, take it. Puts Peter to, and he puts Isaiah 53, 5 in your hand. Are you listening to me? You know what your job is, just like those kids. You said, thank you, Father. I take it. I take it now. I take it now. Mm -hmm. Are you listening to me? But you know, that's not what we do. We might take it, but then at at noon, we we meet a girlfriend or a boyfriend and say, "How you feeling?" Oh, I'm not feeling well today. Mm-hmm. Are you listening to me? Did you really take what he gave you this morning? Did you really take First Peter two twenty four? Because see, if you really took it, you'd be acting like the kids who's out in the mall now spending that money. 
They wouldn't they wouldn't be going back and say, Daddy, I thought I asked you for twenty dollars. He's gonna say, Carolyn, I gave you the money this morning. Oh, that's right, I forgot I spent it. You see, this is what I'm saying. This is the way we treat our father. We we might take it in the morning and say, Well, thank you, Father, I got it, but then at noon when somebody asks us how we feel and we resort back to our old confession. Oh, well, you know, I'm not No, you see, once you take something in faith from God, you're supposed to stand on that faith confession until healing manifests. Are you listening to me? Yes. You 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 stand there. You don't go back and quote how you feel. You you don't just keep saying that. Now you're in faith that your father did give you something. You believe well, he really God. did give you something. You really do believe he did give you something. You really do believe he gave it. And so you just now what are you doing? The the pains are still there. They're still in your body. No, here's what you're doing. Here's your here's what you should be doing. Father, I just thank you. Oh God, I praise you this morning. You gave me. I thank you. You you what you gave, I receive it. And by your stripes I'm healed. I know that I'm healed. I know it like I know my name. And I just thank you. Oh God, I praise you. I glorify you. I magnify you. The pain hit you again. Thank you, Father. Oh God, I praise you. No, you don't keep saying That's because right. you didn't really take it in faith. You responded to your feelings, not to your physical, your spiritual belief. Child of God, I promise you, if you just keep praising God for what he gave you this morning, if you just keep praising God for what you're getting in this healing clinic, if you just go take it and run with it all week long if you have to. If Absolutely. you just leave this place this morning saying, thank you, Father, by your stripes I am healed. I know I that I have it. I know that I'm the recipient of it. Yeah. I know Jesus died to provide for me. I believe it with all my heart, and I'm not gonna let Satan steal from me. You know, like the bank tellers, um, people in the bank trying to steal your money. You got to tell God, I'm not gonna let Satan steal it. It is mine. I take it by faith. Let me tell you something, child of God. Just what you do to get your healing, you have to do that to keep it. That's right. You have to do the same thing to keep it because Satan is a thief, right? Yes. Oh my God, I could go on and on. Apostle, you could see I don't have any quitting sense. You need to stop. Well, my mom. Because this is so good. Absolutely. This is so good. Absolutely. Don't let him well, steal from you, child of God. He's a thief and a robber, but he don't have to rob you because you know that all things are yours. Said the Lord. That's right. Oh my God. Take it. Oh my God. Folks, if you're going to walk with God by faith, you must leave the bondage of a time master. Mm-hmm. Well, God going to heal me in his own time? Listen, it's time right now. Now faith is. Now faith is. Now faith is. So that rules out in his own time than us. You know when it was time? When he sent Jesus. Heaven he sent Jesus? Yeah. Yes. All you have to do nowadays is receive it.